1: Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes.
0: You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geese Gate Network. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes.
1: I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes.
0: You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the GeekScape Network.
2: Let's
3: Uh, You might notice that this is not in your Normal regular rotation of Podcast Uh, we wanted to Do a mailbag episode we got two Letters uh, basically Proving that we're not the terrible people that We think that we are Um, (laughs) So uh, we wanted to just give Some time to read them Uh, one of these we've been Kind of sitting on for for a few Months now Uh, shortly If you recall back when we did the sleepaway camp Episode uh, Scott Had proposed the question Of you know, what does the uh, the gay community think of a movie like this? Uh, and we received this email. Um, I just want to read it real quick uh, and I apologize in advance if I stumble over uh, some of this. Uh, this is from Emma. So here we go. Uh,
2: also this uh, uh, I, I believe Emma um, I, I, I think the question was posed how gay and trans people feel about... Yeah, just generally the LGBT community. Yeah, the whole community.
3: So Emma's email begins, uh, I'm transgender and your coverage of Sleepaway Camp on Horror Movie Night was good. You asked for someone to message you on how the LGBT community and the trans community feel about this movie. And while I can't speak for everyone, here are my thoughts. I knew the ending going into this movie as well and I kind of avoided it because most times seeing that kind of stuff especially in the context of an older film is awkward for me because being the punchline of a joke ace ventura is fucking seriously horrendous to watch for me now or the source of horror as in this one is off-putting but at the same time i'm pretty thick-skinned about that sort of thing i can understand the context of the time i find this movie fascinating because although the fact that she has a wang is used as a he he climax to the film uh, I found the end to be just as disturbing as anyone else, despite knowing what was coming.
4: Wait, how come we didn't get a hee hee after she said coming as well? It should have been a hee hee. <laughs> <after that. laughs> uh,
3: the face that she's making is up there with Laura Dern's face in Inland Empire or the dreamy ending of Dumplings in terms of terrifying faces in movies. I think that uh, I think that and the way that it's shot have more to do with the horrific nature of the ending, which you're right is legitimately terrifying. I don't think this would play well in a queer movie night next to John Waters or that kind of trash cinema, though. This movie belongs next to something like Ms. 45 because its weirdness and conflicting tones. John Waters' films, while despite their grossness, are lighthearted and playful. This ending feels mean-spirited in a way that doesn't really have anything to do with the LGBT community. It just feels wrong. A little uncanny valley and some 80s art house editing makes this creepy and somehow makes up for how laughably fun, dumb, and 80s-ish the rest of the movie is. Personally, I'm not offended by the trans-related stuff in the movie, but it's hard to sell if others would be. I mean, other than Sense8, we're waiting for a good character in media that's trans instead of a trans character. Uh, You know, like, where being trans is part of the person's story, not the main part of the person's story. And a random thought, this movie may be the reason some people, who are likely already shitty human beings, are scared of people like me, and apparently don't want us able to pee anywhere but home. But if you look at more recent films that deal with this sort of forced gender reassignment, like, spoiler alert, The Skin I Live, it's less what is actually happening and more about the horror of being forced into something, life altering against your will. Honestly, it's kind of the reversal of what my life felt like before I transitioned. Imagine if you were... Uh, Andrea being forced to be something that you weren't from a young age so I think she means Angela there Uh, so in that sense there's a deeper level of sympathy I believe trans people can feel for the character the whole time I was watching the movie I was like oh you poor little thing the world is hard on us it's not it's no wonder our suicide rate is off the charts on that cheerful and uplifting note I really enjoy Horror Movie Night it's nice to hear people approach this topic and not be a total dick about it keep it up and you're welcome to read this on the podcast if you want let me know if you have more questions or need some trans horror fan co-host sometime for a little more context or just for the fuck of it cheers so Emma thank you so much for that email Uh, Emma and I became Facebook friends uh, after she sent that to us and she's an awesome person Uh, But we've been holding out on that email uh, Because we got another email That also tied in to us not being shitty people Specifically me Uh, And that's why I'm going to read this one From uh, Crystal and it's called Forbidden Zone, you motherfuckers. So it says, hey there, guys. I just finished listening to the Forbidden Zone episode. I'm black, in case you care. And I came across the movie while looking for something out there to watch. It's one of my favorite movies. And you, sir, Matt, are no racist. Yes! <laughs> Validate it. Uh, so before you
2: finish that, you do realize that you're reading this email – um." You sound exactly like McLovin' in the Fright Night remake.
3: (laughs) Put it out there. That's fine. Uh, This movie is a complete treat, even if it's not for everybody. Because Scott and Adam suck, you tell them, Crystal. I've seen it perhaps ten times. Even though it's a month late, I hope this email makes you feel better. And, Crystal, it did. I got that email when I was in Disney, and I was filled with joy and messaged them, I told you I wasn't a racist. (laughs) So... Thank you, Crystal, for <laughs> that uplifting email. Thank you, Emma, for that insight. You guys, um...
4: I, I just want to say when she refers to uh, you know like a queer movie night with John Waters, other than you know her, his stuff with Divine and Pink Flamingos, are his movies really that gross? I mean, um, he's got hairspray and Cry Baby so and stuff. I don't, so I don't think he's really all that serial mom. So he like went that.
3: through a weird thing. His early stuff is really kind of, I wouldn't say gross, like, Pink Flamingo is, is one of the grossest movies ever because it's intentionally one of the grossest movies ever. Well, that's but, the
4: entire plot of the movie is, like, yeah, how filthy can we be, right?
3: Yeah, but, like, uh, Desperate Living has, like, a little bit of a weirdness to it. Um, Female Trouble has kind of got, like, a lot of grossness in it. Polyester's when it started to, like, lighten up. I think Polyester was the first movie that he made that was, like, a straight-up R rating. And then, yeah,
4: and then Hairspray came right after.
3: And then, yeah, and then from Hairspray, it's been pretty lighthearted up until maybe uh, Dirty Shame was probably the him trying to go back to the Pink Flamingo roots of, of shock. Well, uh,
4: he made a movie in 2015. What the hell is this? Wait, Kitty he, Flamingos? Wait, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let me read you. Let me read you this synopsis. Okay. okay. Child actors perform a kid-friendly table read version of John Waters' notorious... 1972 X rated cult classic,
3: Pink Flamingo. Oh my God. Oh my God. I want to see that so bad. We got little kids to read it. <laughs>
4: Oh I love that. I wish they so hadn't done it kid friendly. I wish they had gone all the fucking way with it. <laughs> where,
3: where they're just like, I am shit, shit is thy name, thy name is divine. <laughs> so I want this screen
4: direction where it just said man opens asshole and closes asshole and opens asshole
3: and closes asshole. <laughs> well, Read by like an eight year old. While well, while well, well, little kids just sitting there like pa pa paw maw paw maw. God, I so I used to do this thing that was pretty fucked up in retrospect. But one of my favorite things to do in college was I would get invited Are you to... Are
4: about to tell us that you used to open and close your assholes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mul- I, did I pluralize that? Multiple assholes.
3: Yes, absolutely. Uh, I would go to parties and <laughs> I would bring a copy of Pink Flamingos and a copy of Blood Sucking Freaks with me. And when people weren't paying attention, I would just put it in the DVD player and then just sit on the couch and wait for people to realize what was on the TV screen and watch them react to the movies. Because I had become so desensitized to both of those films. And uh, (laughs) uh, this dude that I was friends with, Sick Dan, also got in on that action and started doing it as well. And we would just literally spend full parties, me stone sober, him maybe like two drinks in, just enjoying people... Just have their night ruined. Like they would just be like having a good time and all of a sudden they look over at the TV and there's a dude fucking a chick with a with a rooster and like they're just like, What oh, is happening? And we're just no, like hey.
4: No wonder you got
3: laid so much. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was mean. I'm sorry. That's terrible. No, that was probably accurate. <laughs> it was very accurate. <laughs> This, this was supposed to cheer me up. I'm not a racist, guys. But we just wanted to uh, do a quick little mailbag episode because we got those two pieces of mail. Uh, also, just kind of to, to shoot the shit about, like, random-ass fucking news that's been happening. Uh, hey, in, Matt, tell in me R. what
4: the uh, absolute
3: worst part of Disney was. Okay, worst part of Disney... Uh, <laughs> the worst part of Disney was that we kept trying to, you know we're juggling six different people's lives. So we're trying to make everybody happy. Um, so for me, I was like, we're in Disney. We're here for, for seven days. We've got a six day park hopper. Like we should be just hitting park after park and like, you know, keeping, keeping busy and we'll get food at downtown Disney and like this, that, and the other thing. But my dad, who's an avid sports fan was like, the Eagles are playing the Cowboys. I want to see that game. So instead of going to a Disney park on Tuesday or going to Downtown Disney to like go to like a nice like you know restaurant that I can't go anywhere to anywhere else, we went to my brother found a Philly based sports bar in Orlando that we had to drive forty five minutes to, and I just was stuck around a bunch of drunk assholes for three straight hours as they were screaming about football, uh, and I was miserable.
4: <laughs> I was miserable. How long was the trip to get to Florida?
3: Well, we flew, so it was a two-hour flight, um, and then we rented a car.
4: You had to pay for the plane tickets. Did your dad pay $600 for plane tickets to go watch a football (laughs) game?
3: Essentially. Uh, I felt bad because he also is getting foot surgery next week, so walking around parks was not exactly the best situation for him. So, like, he kind of deserved his day of rest, but that was definitely, like, one of the downsides to it. Um, my family, except for me, hated Star Tours. They thought that it was kind of sickening, um, like, just being thrown around like that. Uh, I There really mean, wasn't... Like, nauseating? Yeah, like, nauseating. Because yeah, like it's, oh, okay. it's it's a combination of a 3D ride and one of, like, the rides where it's, like, fucking moving all over the place, so you feel like you're inside of the vehicle as it's driving. No, no, um, it makes sense. Just when you said sickening, I was like, Jesus, what the fuck did they do? Just oh <laughs> Jar Jar Binks everywhere. Um, it, it's it's definitely cool. They tied in a lot of Force Awakens stuff into there already. Like they revamped it up for for a ton of that. Uh, a bunch of kids screamed BB-8 when he appeared, so that was exciting. Um, the the uh, The other highlight was so we were down there for Halloween, and as I said on the uh, the one episode, we decided to be the emotions from Inside Out. And so Magic Kingdom is where, like, the big Halloween party is. But that's a fucking $100 ticket to go to Magic Kingdom for Halloween. Yeah. Like, it's an additional charge for, like, the Halloween party. So, like, that times six people was just, like, no fucking way. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going. So we were like, let's go to Epcot. Like, we'll go to Epcot. Because Epcot's definitely more fun as an adult than as a kid. So we're walking around Epcot in these costumes and we're like everyone's gonna be dressed up right? Fucking no one. There was not a single person (laughs) dressed up. We're walking around just like the emotions from inside out and like the employees are loving it. The employees are like, this is great. And my dad is so furious, which is great because he was anger. But he was like, I feel like, uh, an, idiot.
4: like, I feel like an idiot. Why well, did you make he, me do here's this? Here's the thing, Matt. I saw the pictures, and you were definitely like the most conspicuous of the
3: cautions. You could have <laughs> just played that off like you dressed like an idiot. That's all you had to do there. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Um, so the highlight, though, was we're walking around Epcot just – you know, as proud as we can be in our costumes where everyone else is dressed in regular clothes. There was one girl who may have been dressed as Wednesday Adams. We weren't sure. We started playing a game called Costume or (laughs) Casual, where we (laughs) were trying to figure out if people were wearing a costume or if that's just how they normally dressed. Uh, But as we're walking around, we see a giant sign that says, get your pictures with the emotions from inside out. And we were like, oh, we've got to go in there and get a picture with those characters. Like, that would be awesome. And we walk in there, and the The line is, like, a mile long for these pictures. And we're like, oh, fuck this. You know what I mean? Like, never mind. And there's a mom standing there pushing her kid in a stroll, and she goes, I know. They want to get a picture with the emotions, and I'm just like, I can't justify this. And we're like, yeah, it sucks. (laughs) And then she looks at us for a couple seconds and goes... Can I just get a picture with you guys instead and we're like, yeah sure so all of a sudden half the lion starts walking over to get pictures with us and like people from Disney start coming towards us so we have to bolt out the door um, so it's so weird. you
4: weren't you weren't like
3: charging ten dollars per. were you <laughs> no we were is just sitting, you know? no we were giving out free pictures but apparently uh Halloween is like an exception, but there is a rule that no one is allowed to dress in costume if they're under thirteen at Disney because they're afraid of two things one people being in costume like ruining the illusion of the costume characters but also like you know they can't regulate how those people act you know what I mean so if like if my dad is dressed like anger and he's like walking around just like motherfucker like you know what I mean like that's not good especially if he's in a fairly convincing anger costume you know what I mean where kids are like hey that Disney employee screamed motherfucker it's like, he's not an employee, he's just some asshole dressed up like that character. So it's uh, it's weird. It was a weird experience uh, all around. I, my, I know my family's going back next year, but uh, I'm pretty sure that Hard Movie Night's going to have bigger fish to fry, and I'm not going to be able to go to Disney next Halloween. Spoiler alert for some cool things that are coming up in, in the next year. I guess this is a good enough time also to mention Monster Mania, right? We're going to be at Monster Mania, and that's super exciting. <laughs> are we just going to ghost him? Let's
4: ghost him. Let's ghost him until he sings, I don't know, um, Let It Go from Frozen. Let's do it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> let it go. Let it go. I am one I with regret the this wind immediately. and Please sky. <laughs> he just went to Disney. He is
2: so primed to do that shit.
3: Oh, here's another. So there's a ride in Magic Kingdom. This is the maturity of my, my family. There's a ride called the Carousel of Progress. And really not important but it's like an animatronic family talking about like starts off in like them in a log cabin like oh yeah we hear that there's going to be this electricity thing pretty soon and then like the wall moves and you move to like them 20 years later and they're like god thank god for Edison he created these new lights you know I mean like whatever so one of them the guy blows a fuse and he's like oh man I blew a fuse and then out the window all the lights go out and he goes ugh I accidentally blew the whole neighborhood again, and my dad goes, "I'm ah! <laughs> like real loud," <laughs> and everyone, in the audience, turns around to look at the immature fifty-five-year-old laughing at us what could be contrived as a blowjob joke in a children's ride. <laughs> um, oh. So that was uh, that. That's where I get my my sense of humor. Apparently, is the <laughs> the man-child that I call father. But yes, Monster Mania uh, 2016, that is going to be on March 10th, 11th, and 12th. Horror Movie Night will have a booth. It'll be our first uh, official convention appearance. Uh, I'm going to be hitting up conventions all over the Philadelphia area uh, with a friend of mine uh, attached to his his booth as well. Um, But this is going to be the first, like, me, Scott, Adam, together, one place, we got shirts. We're going to have our shirts there. We're going to be talking. We're going to be hanging out with whoever wants to come over and hang out with us. And we might even have a potential live episode, depending on timing. We're working out some details with that. Uh, and there's just a lot of cool things coming up. Thank you guys for all the donations at Patreon that have made it possible. Because we wouldn't be able yeah, to do this without Patreon. That shit's Patreon.
4: fucking amazing, guys. You guys have been really blowing our minds on that one.
3: Uh, and you know this is a bonus episode. We have promised that if you get us two hundred a month, we will do two bonus episodes every single month so you know we're we 're peppering in a few random ones here and there to to you know wet your palate and make you Really want entice. more of these? Yeah, tasty, <laughs> tasty. These tasty. Wow, episodes. that was no. So
4: come on, it's fun to say. Say it with me. entice Entice. entice.
3: <laughs> yeah, that felt that felt pretty good. <laughs> um, so you can always donate there. Uh, I I think we have a Twitter. Do we have a Twitter there, Adam?
4: Uh, yeah. It's called at H M N Podcast, and you can
3: follow us, and I'll follow you back, and I'll hit on you mercilessly. <laughs> And then uh, there's different places that we can you can listen to us. I'm not sure if Scott knows anything about that.
2: Uh, um, iTunes, I believe. SoundCloud, I believe. Uh, you can rate and review, I believe. Uh, SoundCloud.com backslash HMN podcast. Or, or no, shit. What is it? Is it Horror Movie Night? I Horror Movie remember. Night, yeah. Yep. Ah, um, ah, my first time and I screwed it, it up. It, it, take it from the top. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You guys can listen to us on iTunes. You can rate and review us. You can also subscribe on uh, through iTunes, through your phone podcast. You can listen to us on SoundCloud.com dot backslash Horror Movie Night. You can also listen to me at my SoundCloud. I, I
3: ran out of steam. You sound like <laughs> a Hanna You sound like a Hanna Barbera cartoon character. I was trying to go
2: for the lowest energy. Guy that you could ever find on WrestleMania?
4: Yeah. Wait, wait. Okay, one more time. Give it to me as Duke.
2: Yo, uh, you can us on iTunes. Never mind, right. never
3: mind. No one's going to. No, they're all going to unsubscribe. Don't <laughs> do that. Never mind. <laughs> all right. Well, this is, uh, one of the bonus episodes I guess (laughs) this is the thing that we did Uh, thank you guys for all your support Uh, we'll be back with more episodes in the very near future thank you for listening love you guys
1: Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes.
0: You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the GeekScape Network. You're listening to the GeekScape Network.